we go. It's episode 72. Actually, to answer your question, Harry, yes. I will uh, fill you in after we're done taping. Oh. <laughs> we were, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you all the details on that. People are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Well, now, this is more important than anything we're going to say in the next 25 minutes. But is it good news or bad news? I want to prepare. It's good. Yeah, it's oh, okay. not for public consumption quite yet, though. All right. I, I got that. Okay. okay. Um, episode 72. This is the OG's podcast. There's Harry Mays, Jason Martinez. What's going on, Harry? Uh, not a whole hell of a lot, except uh, the Phillies and, uh, you know, the baseball season really heating up as we're in this, you know, this period where we talked about it last week from that last preseason game, which I didn't even watch till the first real game of football. That's it's a long wait, man. And I know college got started last weekend. It was, you know, unceremonious, uh, you know, Notre Dame whipped up on Navy and there was really not whole heck of a lot of other stuff but this thursday night now it, it starts utah against florida there's a couple other good games over the weekend lsu florida state you know clemson duke there's a couple of good ones but you know so this weekend it just feels like it's been forever since we said oh yeah football's back they're back at training camp until now it's been you're like oh my god i've watched like one awful preseason game yeah, it, you know, and the highlight of it was Joshua Harris and the handshake with Joe Buck. Yes. Oh, yeah. Handshake. <laughs> That's the highlight of the preseason. It Harry. really is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but, you know, you know so I mean, about it. you know, for, uh, baseball, we got a, a big month about what, five weeks maybe left in the season. Yep. And uh, I've been watching a lot, you know, during the week, weeknights of the Phillies, including last night. And uh, they've really been putting up runs and, you know, they're playing, you know, they played the Giants last week and beat them two out of three. And that was a really important series at the time because they were both in the wild card hunt. Now the Giants have fallen off a little bit because they played the Braves, I believe, twice and the Phillies all within like a week, week and a half time. And they they took it on the chin. So now you got teams like the Cubs have entered the mix. Um, Next. You know, and I was watching that game last night against the Brewers, you know, so I'm starting to really get into the baseball here as we get into the more important time of the year. I, I think the old baseball people have to admit that the, some of the changes they have made oh. have made the game much more enjoyable for Christ's sake. I was talking to my wife last night as we're watching, you know, some of the, the Phillies game. And she doesn't stay in for all of it. But I said, man, this pitch clock is awesome. I said, there's no more dicking around. You know, the batters aren't getting out of the box every every pitch and redoing their you know wristbands and touching the helmet and looking around. And the pitcher's not doing a walkabout around the mound after a pitch, touching the rosin bag. It's like, boom, let's go. And yeah. it, it just makes it better. There's and, there, and there's more balls in play. At least it seems that way to me. Guys shift. are hitting the baseball and at least yeah. making the defense make plays. It's not just strikeouts and home runs. I'm seeing a lot more line drives. You mean, you Harry, know? it's not about launch angle anymore? Yeah. Or v, exit velo? Oh, I oh, hated the launch angle. Because you hit right into the shift? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The shift. That's right. I mean, you know, that disappearing. Think about how that might have affected these last couple of weeks of the Phillies. Yep. You know, some of those hitters facing the shift. I mean, I, I'm looking at numbers here in the last 10 games where they've gone eight and two. Uh, Trey Turner, he's hitting 350, 15 of 43, he scored 12 runs, 
He's got a couple of doubles, a triple, six home runs, and 13 RBIs over the last 10 games. A month or two ago, people were like, you know, saying, hey, man, did we make a mistake here? And I'm like, no, he's going to return to his baseball card. It it, it usually works out that way. He's playing great. You know, Schwarber has five home runs in the last 10 games. He's still below 200. It's the weirdest thing. He hits like 188, but he's good for a couple of solo home runs, it seems, every couple of games. And Bryce Harper, listen to this number. I know you've got numbers too. He's 16 of 35 in the last 10 games. 457 batting average, five homers, 13 RBIs, plus he's walked eight times. So think of that on base percentage for one Bryce Harper. He, it's unbelievable. The last 12 games, Harry, these stats come in courtesy of Corey Seibin. I'll give him his credit. Yeah. C. Seibin, NBCS. 90 runs for the Phillies in their last dozen games. That's seven and a half a night. 90? 90. Wow. 90 runs. In well, what, they have 12, 12 last night, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, in their last 75 games, the Phillies are 49 and 26. And here's where they rank in Major League Baseball over that span. First in ERA, number one, wow. keeping runs off the board, yeah. 3.35. Third in batting average at 265. Fourth in OPS at 796. Fourth in home runs, 112. (laughs) Wow. And fifth in runs scored 405. That is unbelievable. Well, what, how many, what the home runs in the month of August? Was it like 57 or something Uh, like that? It's a historic month. I know John Clark uh, tweeted that um, the other night. Here, I'll I'll get it right here. The Phillies have five homers tonight and 57 homers in the month, matching the most ever in August by a National League team. That's insane. And we still got another night or two of August. Yeah. You got tonight (laughs) and tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. It's it's unbelievable. And here's the thing is, you know, dudes love defense. Chicks love offense. I got news for you. Love this team. This dude loves some offense too. Everyone, yeah. Okay, you know, mix in a couple of doubles and some homers and score some freaking runs. But to your point, Harry, the fact that they're hitting the ball over, even if it's not a hit, and there's a play like a shortstop's got to make a great play and a throw to first. Yeah, like to me, that's just as exciting. The the problem before the rule changes was the ball was not in play. No, no. I remember really Jason wasn't. Stark did an article. Harry, the ball was in play an average of every like seven minutes and 20 seconds of real time. Yeah. With the old rules. That's yeah. not the case anymore. No, it's good. It's a lot better. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here in the playoffs. You know, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping it continues because, you know, as the games get more important and you get less and less games to play, you know, do, do these guys start to grind a little bit and certainly, you know, sort of push the envelope. Yeah. You no. Know? Um, one of the things that came out last night after the game, Bryce Harper was being interviewed. Yeah. There's 500 uh, batting average, two doubles, two home runs, six RBIs during this five-game streak. He's got 299 homers. He's going to clip 300 here pretty soon. It's insane. Um, And and ever since this guy got to Philly, like when he was in Washington, Harris, with the Nationals, Mm -hmm. I thought straight-up douchebag. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just thought that that was my outsider's perspective. And maybe he was back then. Um, but he leaves, obviously, Washington, comes here, takes the cash. And since he's come to Philly, he has integrated himself and immersed himself in the city, bought all in, mm-hmm. you know, lives here year round for the most part, goes to Vegas for part of the year, raising his family here, all of that stuff, Set said the right things. And maybe at first we thought, is he just like placating the fan base, you know? 
but right is it, it legit is it real yeah it's yeah. been sustained it's it is it, it, and to me it's genuine he is really bought into this area um with the sports community and everything mm-hmm. and just the community at large he's a good citizen pierre robert would right right so he was being interviewed last night after the game and and i want you to watch this because oh we have tape we have tape, Harry. Oh. Joe Eunice is not produce, or Egan is not producing this show. Joe Eunice is, and let's we've go got tape. actual tape. So let's go to the let's go to the tape. Of right. Bryce Harper being interviewed last night after the game. I was driving in today, and you know I'm listening to WIP like I do a lot, um, the two o'clock hour. And uh, a guy named Chuck called in. And he calls in a lot. He's hilarious. Uh, but I said, uh, you know, he was talking about our team and talking about me and stuff. And um, I walked in the training room. I was like, I'm going to go deep tonight for Chuck. Uh, <laughs> that guy had me fired up, man. Um, but, you know, it's just funny. I mean, this team as a whole, we, you know, come in here, play with Phillies across our chest. We're all family. We're all pulling, um, you know, on that same rope. And, um, you know, we just have a great group in here, a lot of fun and just you know, really good team. There you okay. go. Wow. So- he was yeah, on, on his way in, Harry, listening to a, a friend of the show's program, John Marks. Yes, Johnny Marks and Ike Reese. Yep. Yep. And the afternoon show on WI Pay. Yep. And a caller, Chuck from Mount Airy, motivated Bryce Harper. And a couple of observations there. Yes, Chuck from Mount Airy is on cloud nine right now. Okay. You think, oh, yeah, you know, like, I don't know how many friends he has, you know, but he has sent that to every friend of his three times over, every yep. member of his family, and good for him. Uh, but Bryce said, Chuck from Mount Airy called. The guy's hilarious. He calls in a lot. That means he listens a lot yep. to that show. And uh-huh. the other th- observation, he's not a fan of the best show ever. Yeah, he, he's listening so, to the flagship, Harry, on his way yeah. into, into the ballpark. The, the players go in rather early for like mm-hmm. a 7 o'clock game. They're, Treatment, they're, batting, yeah. you know, yeah, sure. Yeah, they go through the whole thing. They're there by like 2.30 in the afternoon, 3 o'clock. So Bryce, on his way to the ballpark, is listening to Johnny Marks and Ike Reese on his way in every day. And, wow. you know, and, and, you know, so much so that he knows that Chuck calls all the time. And Chuck yep. does. I swear, every time I oh, turn yeah. it on, he's on the air. And... It motivated them. I, I think that's cool. And, you know, this notion that the players in town don't listen to the radio, like Mike Schmidt said, the, the famous quote was uh, about Philly sports and Philly sports media is the thrill of victory and the agony of reading about it. The next day or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the players, they do. They all listen they to human nature. And Bryce does, obviously, as well. I think – I don't know that all players do, but the players that are in, see, because there's a lot, as you know, this, there's a lot of players in various sports that don't really like the sport. They're just freaking good at it. So yeah. that's what they do for a living, but they're not really sports fans or sports fans of that sport. There's, there's guys on the Eagles that aren't really big football fans. They're just six foot seven and, you know, are 300 pounds and can play left tackle or right tackle. You know, it doesn't mean they, they're soaking. I get Bryce Harper's a sports fan. Yeah. And I think there's a bunch of guys on this Phillies teams that are actual sports fans. So the guys that are af- pro athletes that are like that are listening to sports radio. Yeah. I don't know that the guys that don't really care one, one way or the other, they might be listening to music or, or something else. But the guys who are sports fans are listening. Yeah. I remember John Wellborn when he played for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, I got to know him pretty well. Um, he was dating a friend of mine. And he, he was not a sports fan at all. No. 
but you're right. He was six, seven. He was a monster. He was a road grader. And he knew that no matter what he did, he wasn't going to make that kind of coin. So I might as well take advantage of the God gift of size and skill that I have and, and capitalize. And that's what he did. Wasn't Todd Harriman similar to that? I don't know that he was the biggest fan of the game. Was he? Uh, I thought Herman's was because he, you know, oh, he, he did? did a lot of like our, our radio stuff and and stuff like that. Okay, so he may have been, but yeah, Todd was Todd the Todd father. He's a good guy Todd as well. Father. He is a we good. Gotta guy. get him on. Yeah, he is a good. He's guy. a friend of the show. Yeah, you follow me, man. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. I I I enjoyed that. That uh, yeah. And you're right about Chuck from Mount Airy. He has got to be floating. Oh my right God! Now. Yeah. Now vindication he, for the caller, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just look at this lineup and like i know anthony sanfilippo wrote, wrote something for crossing broad a week or so ago about how the 2023 phillies could go down as one of the most likable teams in philadelphia sports history all they have to do is win and if you really think about it think of these guys schwarber is perfect for this place you talk about harper perfect for this way you know this this uh stott is a perfect Philadelphia Philly oh, too. Yeah. I, you gotta love that guy, Marsh, the guy they got from the Angels. He, you know, with the freaking ZZ Top beard, he looks uh, he's like per- a singer of Lamb of God, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, boom. You know, after after he mm-hmm. made that mistake and mouthed that stuff where the fans caught him, I hate it here, or I effing hate this play, whatever it was, he owned up to it and now has since responded on the field and has been a you know he's a tremendous bat. He fits in perfectly with, you know, with that clubhouse. They are a really likable crew. Yeah, they are. And Anthony Sanfilippo does a great job covering the Phillies as well. Great hockey writer. Yeah. And, do, and does a real good job covering uh, baseball. I mean, you're like Schwarber is affiliated with Wawa. Like what could be more likable than being affiliated with Wawa? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Schwarbaum. Right. And and um, uh, I'm, I kind of look at this team. I mean, I they're much. I think they're more likable than the 2008 Phillies, even if they don't win. Okay, so the just pers- Phillies, personalities, maybe in total, because you yeah. have one of the most beloved guys. It was almost, almost kind of weird. The Utley love. I, I yes. guess I love Chase yeah. Utley too. Um, but you had Utley, you had Howard, you had Rollins. But Rollins was, would stick it in your eye every once in a while, you know. Yeah, and and Ryan Howard, line. Ryan Howard had a. Had a you know an off and on relationship with the family. I thought he got a, way too much criticism. I thought Cole Hamels got you know the whole soft thing with Cole Hamels yeah. was bullshit. Um, totally. You know, so there was there was some antagonistic back and forth between some of the guys on that crew and the fan base. I don't really get a lot. And I, Castellanos last year, uh, yeah. but not this year. Um, you know, people are in and out with Nola and rightly so, because, you know, sometimes he just looks like he's, you know, throwing meatballs up there. And then other nights he'll give you seven strong and, you know, uh, you know, 10 strikeouts. So but it, by and large, I think there's there's just a more of a likability with this squad. Yeah. Am I off there? I, I don't think you are, Harry. The, the 08 crew was likable because they all came up. They were drafted and developed, right, a lot you know, of basically. Them yeah, you know, you, you had the Rule Five guys and Dick yeah. Carino, and, yeah, and you had Chooch behind the plate, yeah. very likable. Uh, Chooch, <laughs> but even Victorino, even Victorino got a little, a little some guff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes not running stuff out, doing bonehead plays that he would pull off every every once in a while, and he got he got a lot of grief. Yeah, Placido Blanco. Oh, jeez, yes. <laughs> yes. 
but <laughs> but yeah, Charlie too. Like yeah, Charlie right. was well, part of that. Yeah, know? we should skip. <laughs> um, well, before he, he became lovable to the fame, but at first, I think a lot of them thought he was dumb. No, well, Eskin led that charge. Well, yeah, you know, basically, yeah. We, I mean, we, saying we, he we was basically like Andy Griffith or whatever, right? Like a hayseed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Doesn't have a double switch and all yeah. that stuff, but that team was likable. Was that team more likable though than the '93 team? And they were going back for some people. Yeah, well, that that team Crop. that team had a lot of. Uh, irascible nature to them with the media too and the, therefore through the fan that, base there was a lot of guys that kind of were were jerks but that was a one and done kind of thing too for that next year they actually didn't even play the world series they shortened that season because of the, mm-hmm. the lockout but i mean you had crock obviously right and crock was crock wasn't lovable crock back then no okay no. i mean Kruk i know he is now hollands was was kind of a jerk yeah you know Very i mean and dykes yeah Right. <laughs> we could go on and on about him. Yeah. You know, and yet Dutch, Dutch, mm-hmm. you know, Dutch kind of, he held it all together. Yeah. It's shilling. Yeah. Who's a, a bit polarizing now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very polarizing now. But even back yeah. then, uh, you know, I know Mikey Miss had a relationship with, with him when he was playing for the Phillies, but they, I don't think the fan base felt like they had a relationship with him. One of the great quotes of all time was what Ed Wade said about shilling the one year. What's that? He said, every once every five days, he's a horse. The other days, he's a horse. He's a horse's ass. ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great. That's a, a great quote. Yeah, I mean, Show was always outspoken. Yeah, uh, no matter what. And I mean, that team. You know, they get to the World Series. They end up losing, obviously, on the Joe Carter home run. Uh, but but in other sports, like likable, you look at the team, the Eagles team that won the Super Bowl. Obviously, you know, Kelsey mm. and Foles and. That whole group, uh, like Garrett Blunt and Jay Ajayi and mm-hmm. all, all of those guys, that's a likable team, but does that surpass this one? I, I think we'll have to wait to determine that based yeah. on what this team does and what they do when the lights are the brightest. Right, right. So, But they are likable, and, and I got to tell you, this Bryce Harper. He's I mean, something, man. He, he is. <laughs> I remember seeing video of him, Harry, in the, I guess it was the early days of YouTube back in the early 2000s uh, when he was in high school in some home run derby. And he was hitting balls into the parking lot, like way over the fence mm-hmm. <laughs> in high school. Yeah. I remember seeing, he was like the next one, right? right. Of, of the elite generational type talent players and, I mean, it's going to be tough because you got the Braves, obviously, in the division, and you know, yeah, everything's going to have to go through Atlanta. But Dodgers are good. Yeah, boy, they yeah. are fun though. We'll see yeah, where they, they go in the playoffs. I tell you, this Wheeler too. Oh yeah, unbelievable. That, that was that, a great, great pickup. It really great was. Signing. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a fun team for sure. And I uh, mean, the guy they got at the deadline has done a nice job. Yeah. Yeah. Lorenzen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's become a little bit of a story as well. Mm-hmm. These guys are just riding it right now, man. I think in baseball, when you get on that heater and you get on the wave, yeah. it just it can just keep building and building and building. You get, hopefully they can ride it, and you know, obviously into September and then October, and we'll have a red October once again. But yeah, it's fun. It continues. It, it is fun. You, you got Kimbrel, you know, with the, coming in. He's kind of had a, you know, he had a couple of down years after having a, you know, a really good career, and and they they've struck gold thus far with him. Yeah, Kimbrel's been kind of yeah. rejuvenated, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. still can't get over that weird thing he does in between pitches. That mm-hmm. it's just bizarro. 
I'm telling you, should, should uh, I expect to get an apology from Mikey Miss at any point for all the times that he told me my my rule changes to baseball with the shift were were stupid and it wouldn't change anything? No. You're, you're, should, should I wait on that apology, Harry? Yeah, don't hold your breath. All right, that's all I that's all I can say. Right, we got some activity here in the chat. You know, Kevin Bloomfield, obviously a, a big time gambler, says take the Phillies solo over every game, baby. Wow. How about that? Little, uh, a, right now, I mean, that's a that's something you can ride. I wonder, Vegas is probably reacting though mm. and setting some large numbers for sure. Yeah, I haven't looked into that. Uh, Joey B trying to get to me through golf. Zach Johnson is a puppet of the PGA and NBC with leaving off Keegan Bradley. Now that confuses me because Keegan Bradley is not a live player. So there's, I don't know what the puppet of the PGA has to do with that. I think he left Keegan Bradley off, who I thought deserved to be a captain's pick. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Keegan Bradley meshes and gets along well with all those other guys down in Jupiter. He's kind of an outcast. And I think that was part of the whole thing. Who are they going to pair Keegan with? Because he was back in 2012 and 2014, I think he played with Phil Mickelson, and they were a pretty good duo together. He's got an above 500 record in the Ryder Cup, if I remember Keegan Bradley. And I thought he deserved to be a pick. Uh, but I think it's about the other guys don't really, you know, they, they're not big Keegan fans of he hanging out. He doesn't mesh well with others. Yeah. yeah. He's not a good guy in the room. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Got to yeah. be good in the room, Harry. That's right. That's right. Keegan Bradley. Yeah. He, he get his ass kicked in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. Yeah. When is the Ryder Cup, Harry? Uh, it's in about a month. Okay. Yeah, in this September. Preparations are underway. Oh, yeah, they just announced the captain's picks yesterday for the Americans. And then uh, this Monday, I believe, the European team has to name their captain's picks. Okay. And then both squads will be set. Yeah. Are you getting um, to the point of, you know, your depression setting in as we we only have two days today and tomorrow of August left? I, mm. I know you love football season, but yeah, you love the summer as well, Harry. You never wish the summer away like I do. No, I don't wish it away. I don't like it as much as I used to, but uh, I mean, the fall is my favorite time of year for both playing golf and watching football. So yeah, the sports love the just fall. cranks like, like starting yeah. this weekend with the college, we even have a Sunday college game this week. Mm -hmm. And then the first full Saturday, Labor Day weekend, Labor Day weekend. Yep. You got all, all those games, so much to gamble on Penn state, West Virginia this weekend. Yeah, that's a renewed rivalry. Uh, you know, once yeah. again, Harry, they used to play all the time back in the yep. 80s, like when that, Penn State always played Pitt. Yep. That's in, in I think it's the national uh, night game. Was that on, uh, that on ABC, Fox? I think. I think it, Is it Fox? I thought, I thought the Big Ten. Did they go to Fox? I can't I can't keep track. Yeah. But anyway, it's a big that. national game, Penn State, yeah. West Virginia. And, you know, the old days of Penn State, Pitt, and Alex Van Pelt, Harry. <laughs> that was a great Pelt. rivalry man i mean yeah. I, I still wish that they'd they'd play some of those teams i know with the conference stuff now they can't but is um, steve wanstad still coaching the pit panthers harry no no he he's not <laughs> he's remember dave, dave wanstad yeah. yeah did you see that our, our old friend doug p is back in the news with jacksonville for something he had to do um, yeah, I, I did see that, um, you know, cause cut day was the other day I and mean, throughout the NFL. So, 
Um, there was a lot of a lot of bad news had to be delivered, and I guess Dougie P had to cut his son. Yes, who's a tight end, I think, like a reserve tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably Maybe plays cut. a lot of special teams and stuff like that. He's bounced around the league on practice squads and and so forth. He played, I, I think, he played at the same college as his dad, Louisiana Monroe. Oh, okay, yeah. His name is Josh and Josh Peterson. To, yeah. Yeah. He had to cut his own son from the Jacksonville Jaguars. First of all, if you're a pro athlete, would you want to play for your, a team where your dad is the head coach? Um, I would not. I think it depends on that. Yeah. That Penn state game is on NBC. Um, I, you know, it depends. You know, I think you can work. Um, a lot of times that happens in basketball. There's a lot of basketball coaches who have their sons at, at some point on on their college roster, let's say. Yeah. And we've seen you it in know, hockey too. And the guys flourish. A lot of them seem to flourish. And and you know that that dad knows that he can you know he can really work his son, and it sends a message to the rest of the team. Like man, dude, he's giving it to the kid today. Yeah. And I, I better step up my game. A lot of times I think that whole dynamic can work. Depends on the you know the personality. Yeah, I mean, as a pro athlete, I, I just I would be really like leery of that. Like, obviously, a lot of dads coach their kids growing up playing youth sports. Like, I coach yeah. my son, and I had the conversation on the car ride. When we get to that rink, I'm not dad, right? I'm coach. Right. I'm Scotty fucking Bowman. Yeah, I am not your father. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so much so that I ingrained it in my son that when. We'd be on the bench during a game, and he'd say he'd turn around and say, "Coach." He wouldn't even say, "Dad." Right. He called me co- like I was yeah. like, "That that's good yeah. work by him." That's good. That's good parenting by you. Yeah. Yeah. I am not your father. Right. On this bench, I will sit your ass. <laughs> Either go out there and earn your next shift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's a tie. What do you think the conversation was like between Doug and Josh? Oh, Peterson, all shucks. Yeah, I think. Oh, I think, golly, I think Josh knows to. He knows the deal. You know, <laughs> and and was it was it Doug who had to cut him or the GM? I imagine Doug's in the room as well, isn't it? The GM and the coach that are usually in that room. When they tell know, you to bring the playbook, Harry. The yeah, bring, iPad. Bring the yeah. Bring the iPad. <laughs> yeah. Put all your shit in the bag and bring the iPad. Yep. Wow. Yep. That that's. That's probably That's uh, a weird one. We're going to try and bring you back for the practice squad, he tells Right. Him. Yeah. Keep your options open. Keep working. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the way it is. And that's the way it's been for our buddy Colin Thompson. You know, yeah. you know, keep working, stay in the practice squad. And, you know, injuries happen. And as you know, we all know in this league, you know, every week. And you never know. You just got to stay ready. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Colin, I mean. Boy, Minnesota NFL- now. Yeah, he's with the Vikings. His NFL journey has been fascinating. You know, down those years in Carolina with Matt Rule, who coached him in college at Temple. Mm-hmm. And he, dude, the dude's just grinding, man. And he's going to end up with a nice NFL pension because of it. Nothing yeah, I mean, I, I forget how many years you got to be in there. Um, I think it's like and, four. And what the act, you know, if, if if you're on a practice squad, whether that counts. I don't know the, I don't know the deal with that. We, we, should, uh, we should ask him. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to know that plate or something like that may, may be in the mix there as well. Yeah. Um, d- did you watch any last week, Harry, of the uh, the Formula One return? They were back from the summer break a month off and they were at uh, the track Zandvoort in the Netherlands, right on the beach there. Beautiful. Now, track. That's that's the place you like. 
I love it. It's yeah. like a roller coaster, the, the circuit. And it, of course, the Netherlands is the home of Max Verstappen. Yeah, right. So the Orange Army was out in full force once again. It's the only probably Formula One race where 99% of the attendees are all rooting for the same guy. And they got the smoke bombs going off. It's crazy atmosphere. It's huge wow. party. I did not see delivered. it. You did no, not. I did not see it. I mean, he wins every week. There's no point in watching any of that to He's me. He won nine straight races, Harry, tying Sebastian Vettel uh, for the most. And he'll go for 10 this week when they visit the Monza track, the, uh, the, the Temple of Speed in Italy mm. coming up this weekend to set a new Formula One record, modern day record. Wow. Now I'm just looking at some news here, not to cut you short, but uh, according to fan buzzes, Matt Lombardo, Colin Thompson was released the other day by the Vikings. Oh, is that right? Yes. Lombardo reported this fact. I'm reading this uh, on fan, no, actually the Vikings wire, but they're quoting fan buzzes, Matt Lombardo, uh, that the Vikings have released tight end Colin Thompson. So Wow. So, I mean, stuff, you know, you get signed, you get brought in, you're a, you're a camp body. If you really impress, you make the team, but you know, and then you're released again. It's tough, man. Yeah. It's a and, tough and, life. Yeah, I mean, Colin's married and it's like, yeah, where are we living? You know, what, what are we doing here? I mean, that's the thing people don't think of when it comes, you know, players that have families and kids and stuff, you get traded and it's like, Hey, I'll be home on Thursday after the road trip. Oh, I got traded. I'm going right. from Philadelphia to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know when I'll see you again. Right. So Jeez. pick up the pieces back home and right. figure it out. Right. Right. The wives, Harry, they keep, they're the glue. Yeah. It's crazy. Can't forget about them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck to Colin. I, I mean, yeah. he'll land on his feet. I wonder if he'll maybe sign with them on the practice squad or, or somebody uh, else. He's one of those guys that is an extension of coaching. Mm-hmm. And I think he has that reputation yeah. uh, around the league. So I, I think he'll land up with somebody. And if not, I mean, he, he, look, he's got the Not For Long Network, which we're a part right. of. And um, he's been preparing himself for his post-pro uh, playing career for, for a long time, which is impressive. Yeah, very impressive. He's all in. Yep. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but I got, I'm got a little uh, more clean-shaven. Yeah you, yeah, you look like you bicked it this morning, huh? Well, no, I did this three days ago. I got the new, the Manscaped uh, Beard Hedger. Okay. I, I ordered it. Well. You do? Mm-hmm. That's a quality item. Oh, uh, I got the whole kit. What, what do you mean? I have not kit? used it, as you can see, Harry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I, I used it the, as soon as I got it, and I, I took it down to the lowest setting, 0. Mm-hmm. 0.5 millimeters. Yep. And it, it takes you down right to this, I mean, the smallest of stubble, which yeah. is what I like. I can't handle what you got. Yeah, yeah this, not, is a bit, this is a bit gnarly right It's not now. a good look for me. Yeah, yeah. this is off-season, Harry. Yeah, this okay. Is, I'm, my, my homeless chic look mm. is what I like to call it. Yeah, my wife would not go for that. Yeah. She, no way. Point. There's no way um, she'd go for that. Yeah, the, the this look is, like, even when I clean up, it's not a huge difference. Right, right. I thought you did just clean up. I thought this is cleaned up for you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't clean up real well anymore. Weren't you interviewing somebody before the show? Yeah, actually, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's the dog days of summer, cottage season in the NHL. All all these Canadians go to their fucking cottage this time of year. And when I say they check out, Harry, they don't even have internet where they are. 
Right. You know, they, they got like 16 cases of Molson. Yeah. Yeah. And they just sit on, they sit on the, the back deck, right. uh, the dock on the cottage on the water. Right. And just sit there and, and hang out and yeah. talk about the game. Yeah, and, and drink. Yeah, guys like Freeze, like Elliot Friedman and all, all the inside. Nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so for Friday's Flyers Daily, I got in touch with uh, Glenn Chico Resch. Oh, wow. Yes. I remember him for the New York Islander. Correct. Back in the day. With he Billy was one Smith. of those goalies like Bernie Perrant that would flop around to make the, the old school way of making the saves. Those guys, they didn't have that of, uh, what do they call it? The V, what's the the setup that you talk about all the time against the post? Oh, the Revert. RVH, Harry. RVH. There was no RVH back then. No, they were all stand-up goaltenders. Skate on post, around. we called that back then. You just sealed it with your boot. Right. <laughs> right. And, and he's a throwback in so many ways because he's yeah. number one, he's five foot nine. Right. And if you're five nine now, you ain't making it to the NHL. No, no. Not as a goalie. Smallest, yeah, I think the smallest guy is five ten or five eleven. That's UC Soros, but he's an outlier because mm. he's a freak in the way he moves. But I mean, you got to be six two or above. Yeah. Um, These guys take up the whole net. Yeah. Yeah. So Chico was also one of the guys that jumped on the ice in that Montreal series in 87, Harry. Mm in the pregame skate when they had the brawl <laughs> he was out there trying to break that up is that right when dave brown came out in the flip-flops huh? <laughs> with the the habitant from from the room he came out yeah. of the room in the flip-flops At boxcar eddie hospitar oh wow. <laughs> i love boxcar oh uh, but i was talking to chico he's back in minnesota for the summer he's been in broadcasting forever did devil's games for, for mm. a long time back with the devils now um, and and been a great analyst. And, I mean, he started in the league back in the early 70s, right? Mm-hmm. And he got the nickname, one of his teammates, from the show Chico and the Man. Mm-hmm. And they'd all change, Chico, Chico. And, he, you know, I, I'm interviewing him today, and I'm doing some research on him, and he comes from your favorite hometown in North America, Harry. Uh-oh. Do you know what that is? Well, Outside of the peg, I'd have to say it's probably Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Bingo! Yep. We've got a winner. You get a, a fanatic prize pack for that, Harry. Right. It includes a pair of tickets to Fantasy Fest. Gonna put you on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> you want a pen? <laughs> uh, but no, he is from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Wow. <laughs> wow. I gotta send you to Moose Jaw. Can we get a GoFundMe yeah. to send Harry to Moose Jaw in the summer for a round of golf? Well, at least it's in the summer. Mm-hmm. In the summer, I may do it. Yeah, because in the winter yeah. you're not going because you may not be able to get no. out of there. No, I'm not going Harry anywhere up snow. there. Wow. <laughs> uh, Joey B says Harry looks like he's going to a Dave Matthews concert in '96. The ladies what? like the clean look. I wouldn't be wearing a fleece and a golf hat to go see Dave Matthews. Why is that? Because. Would, would you be like ants marching her? Yeah. <laughs> I saw him back in 95 or 96. He was great. Yeah, I thought I saw him great. as well. And he rocked out live. Yeah, he did. His band. He wakes up in the morning. Tremendous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 think I always it, thought he would end up being one of those cheesy guys, but he hasn't become. No, that. no. He's got his own channel on Sirius XM. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like he hits the booze pretty hard too. Yeah, I think he does. You know, speaking of that night, I, I think that was a mescaline night. Is that right? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. I remember. How'd that treat you? No. Oh. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> Dave Matthews had two heads. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's great. Now, uh, we got a question here for an honest prediction. And we know you will give an honest prediction. It's funny. I was actually talking about this for today's Flyers Daily because I had nothing else to talk about here. Yeah. I was literally trying. I'm going, what the fuck am I going to talk about for tomorrow's yeah. Flyers Daily? So I had the conversation, albeit with myself, Har. Yeah. About expectations going into this Flyers season. Mm. And, and, I, and I'm going to ask you the question that I asked the Flyers Daily audience. What does progress look like wow. for the Flyers? Six one zero six three. What's the question? Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, like what um, is, is progress only quantified in record? In sports, something. Look, that's what matters ultimately, right? Yeah, you are what your record says you are. Yeah, but sometimes because we're cerebral sports fans, we understand that the record even though it's maybe not as good as the year prior can still be a team making a progressive step forward. Okay. Well, is there a uh, can't miss prospect in the draft for next year? Um, it's, it's not like this year, obviously with Bedard, but yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, the, the consensus number one overall. And, mm. but I mean, you know, with the John Tortorella team, they're not going out there and tanking. No, they're not going to put themselves in that position. I mean, even last year they finished seventh in the division. Columbus was below them. Yeah, but they ended up getting Meechkoff at seventh overall. Yeah, is he going to play? Not this. Uh, he's got the contract in the Continental Hockey League for three years. I think he probably comes over after two, okay. um, and gets out of that. But he's not going to be here this year and probably next at least. Oh. So you got to wait. Which is, is actually not bad for a rebuild because when you get him, he's further developed and he's on his first year of an entry level contract. Yeah, on well, the then, ELC as they call it. But then, what what does next year even matter anyway? Well, I mean, you just need to see progress, though, right? Like you need to be building. Pl- young yeah, players if, need if, to take if, the next step. Yeah, but what young players are we talking about? Guys I mean, they acquired guys, three, four years ago. No, I mean guys like Owen Tippett and you know his first full year last year, I thought took a huge step forward. Guys like Noah Cates, who had a really good year. Morgan Frost had a great second half of the season, led the Flyers in scoring in the final 58 games. Cam York, a young guy in the blue line with Provorov gone. Like those guys got to continue mm. their arc of development to, right. to make you feel good, you know, moving forward. Yeah. Give me a text in three years and I'll check in. So, so you're not gonna, you're not ready to make that. So the no. honest prediction for the flat, look, Bobby, I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. I think that their forward group is is solid, really good. Four lines, I think they're good up front. Obviously, a lot depends on health of two guys in particular, Couturier, who hasn't played since December of 2021. Coots. He's yeah. still on the team. He got that long term contract year two of it. Yeah, but he's been hurt. Deal. Like he's yeah. going to be back. He'll be back. He wanted to come back last year. And they held him out. Oh. Um, but we'll see. I mean, he, he had the back surgery. You just don't know, right? Yeah. And what he's going to be when he comes back. And then Atkinson didn't play last year at all either. So those two guys. But then on the blue line, you know, you lose Proveroff, who played every game and was your top minutes eater, 25 minutes a night. Where's he at now? He's in Columbus. Mm. So well, along with Kevin Hayes and Johnny Hockey. Yeah. So, I, look, I don't know from a record standpoint. 
what we're looking at. This. I really don't. I I don't know what it's going to be. So doesn't sound like it's going to be very fun. I, it could be if guys continue to develop and take the next step. So I mean, I I just I need the game to get back on the ice. I'm I'm chomping at the bit here. Yeah. Oh, I am dying on the wheel. I need it. You're chomping I need some structure the... for hockey. Oh, Harry, I have. I got calluses. I got a callus on my thumb. That's like enormous right now because I've been doing so much fucking sim racing because I, I got no well, hockey. Thank goodness it's only sim racing. Yes. Yeah. When you go into the wall, Harry, there's no peril. When you started talking about callusing, calluses on your hand, I was like, wait, wait time out here. Uh-oh. <laughs> time out. Where's he going now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Jo- Joey B goes, uh, laughing my ass off. Mescaline. Wow. There's a story in there somewhere. Yeah, there is. And it's not yeah. coming out. Not on this podcast. No, no. that's a, that'll be a part of the after uh, after show debrief. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, Kevin says Flyers will be best suited by developing the culture, but drafting bottom three. Yes, I agree with that. Well, we'll see if that's in the cards. I mean, there is a lottery system, so yeah, you got to you're you're at the will of the lottery balls as well. Yeah. I, I think they're building culture, though. I think Torch started that last year mm. for sure. So. I'm ready to get it going. Yeah, I've had enough yeah. of this summer bullshit. Um, let's tell the people about one of the great things about summer, though, Harry. That is the Fudge Kitchen, which yeah, I visited in Ocean City. That's right. The official sponsor of Not For Long Media and the IG's podcast, Original Fudge Kitchen. You know them. A staple down at the Jersey Shore. Six locations, Cape May, Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and the one Jay went to in Ocean City. The Original Fudge Kitchen, they make all of their fudge and their treats in the store, which guarantees a delicious product. So stop by and let them know that we sent you, that not for long sent you. If you weren't able to visit in person, not a problem. They'll ship it to you. Be sure to check them out at their website, fudgekitchens.com. The original Fudge Kitchen shipping fudge and sweet treats all across the country. How are you gave a recommendation on a TV show a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Have you had any new recommendations for the people as we wait for the NFL season to start? What, what one did I give you? It was the uh, it was uh, the Diplomat, I think it was with Kerry Russell. I didn't start that yet. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No, I was going to. I oh, haven't started it yet. I got I got distracted with the golf playoffs, and I play a lot and. Um, you know, getting ready for football. I wasn't really thinking about a TV series, although that did interest me. It's on the list. Okay. It's on the list. Bobby says Suits on Netflix is pretty fun. That's actually an old show. I think it was a USA Network That was show. a USA show, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I watched every season of that show like four years ago. Yeah. And it the, the trailer for, the, for it just sucked me in, hmm. how this guy was selling weed. And he was running from the cops and he went into a lawyer's office and blew his mind and he hadn't even studied for the bar. And it, and it sucked me in. Meghan Markle is in that. Harry, of course, is married to William. Oh. She's royalty now. Oh, isn't she, she married to Prince Harry? That's correct. You said William. Prince William. Yeah, that's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Meghan you know, Merkel, I think is yeah. her name, isn't it? Or yeah. Mar- is it Markle, Markle or Merkel? Markle. I believe. Markle? Yeah. yeah. But that was a decent show. Yeah? I thought that was actually a pretty good show. Yeah. It's okay. an old one. It's not a new show. Yeah. But but I find myself not even really being able to watch shows anymore. I, I, I like watch YouTube and go down rabbit holes of stupid shit and yeah, well, you know, you, watch you, 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 you can't do the commitment thing. No, I don't have the, the ADD. Anymore. Yeah. 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 It's a real problem, Harry. I know. 
Trust me. I know. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see where it goes. And uh, we got sports season coming back and sports will be back in full flight. Now, here's the thing I got to ask you. We talked about uh, YouTube TV a couple of episodes ago. I still haven't done it yet. I have your your link where you'll get the referral. But oh, nice. how do you break up with the cable company? Easy. Like, Call them. Say, I still need to have the internet. Cancel mm-hmm. everything else. You need the internet because you're streaming. So you, you need to still have right. some source of Wi-Fi. Right. But you just so, say, uh, you know, just cancel the TV and give me, keep me with the internet and we're good. Do they, do they try to talk you back? Nobody tried to talk me into anything because I did it online. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did it right on, on the website. Yeah, I don't even have to deal with people. That's one of the good things, Harry, about this online thing that we're experiencing, this mm-hmm. boom of the online <laughs> thing, which happened very long ago. But you don't have to talk to anybody anymore. Yeah, I guess you're I mean, right. It's brilliant. Yeah. That's one okay. of the great things. So I go on the Comcast website and I can do it all there. Yeah. yeah. Xfinity.com, Harry. Wow. Yeah. Right. I mean, imagine back in the day, Harry, you know, when you break that that young Philly's heart, you just do it online. Mm. Break up yeah. your girlfriend. Break online up via text. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just send her a text. Yeah. I've had enough. Yeah. I'm moving on. And then what you do is you silence her notifications. Uh-huh. Is that would that have been your move back in the day, Harry? Uh, no, no, you're a face to face. I was always a face to face guy. Did you have any of those dreaded breakups where it turns into like this marathon conversation and you end up walking out going, Yep, didn't get it done today, mm, still no. with her? I don't recall that happening. No, no, you're pretty <laughs> and cut and dry. I, and I and I got dusted like that too. So, yeah, yeah we all it have happens. That. Yeah, some young Philly break your heart, Harry. Uh, That's yes a line yes from dumb and dumber young philly break your heart harry <laughs> <laughs> i can tell right now for anybody watching yeah. harry is done he's out of gas for this yeah, episode i'm done i can see I've it already moved on yeah he he's ready to break up with this episode 72 <laughs> no a, i want to hear right i want to get off the the show so we can hear about you know the news that we can't go public with yes yeah (laughs) Uh, brian says uh welcome to 2023 hair they have electric boxes to heat up frozen pizza too oh yeah (laughs) thank you appreciate it classic pop an adderall no that's you if i popped an adderall i'd have to get it from you that's exactly right then i'd be considered uh in violation of my uh prescriptive code is that right yeah Hmm. 30 milligram xr right in the system now hair 30 milligrams? 30 milligram XR. That's extended release for those that don't know the medical parlance. That seems like a lot. Have you seen? You've seen my my ADD up close and personal, Harry. Is that a lot? Yeah, because I take certain medications and they're only like 5, 10 milligrams. Well, it depends on, you know, like 5 or 10. I mean, like an Ambien can be in a half a milligram, 0.5. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, wow. That depends on the medication. Well, that puts but, you yeah. to sleep. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Right out. Yeah. I remember when I was working at WIP, this is probably like 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing some night shows and my older daughter was a nightmare to get to sleep. So I was on like the air till like midnight and I got home at like one in the morning one night and I get home at one in the morning and the baby starts crying and just starting to get up. I go, don't worry about it. I got it. I just got home. 
I'll get her up. I'll change her diaper. I'll feed her burp or get her back to bed. So she's like, all right, she goes back to bed. So I had already popped my Ambien from mm. when I got home. Because when you get done off the air, you need to. You got to decompress. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I popped the Ambien and I changed my daughter. I get the bottle. I do the burping and I got her on my chest. And I'm on that sliding recliner that you have with kids. And I'm just kind of rocking back and forth with my feet up on the thing. And Ambien is one of those things where you have no choice. You're going. You're mm-hmm. going out. And my wife comes in about 5.30 in the morning and goes, what are you doing? I wake up. I'm like, oh, I downloaded the hard drive. I had no idea where I was. Baby's still on my chest. Passed right out. But she, that's probably the best night's sleep she had. Wow. She was a bit colicky. <laughs> so. Wow. Now, yeah. Trevor from the 203 says 30 milligrams XL. He was on that in middle school and high school. So he's probably up to about, what do you think, 100 milligrams now? Nah, they won't go that much. They won't? No. XL, that's, I think he means XR. That's extended release. Oh, okay. And what's yeah. this here? A gym buddy. Was that a guy you just like work out with? Uh, yeah, that's one of those guys that always at the gym wants to work out with you. Yeah. And I, you I do no- not like working out with him. He's got bad form or he's just a douche to hang out with. Well, I just want to work out on my own. He took him, he he told him to beat it, but the guy won't stop bothering him. He muted his notification, so he took your advice. Yeah. See, that's the move. Maybe you got to go to a different gym. Oh, see, that's not. I don't know. I don't do the gym. You can't lift out and go to a new gym. I mean, that's that's falling in it. Yeah, you can't do that. Why? Why should you have to go to someplace else? Because this guy well, won't leave you alone. Some meathead keeps bothering you. I'm just like, I don't need this crap. Yeah, just go try and go at a different time, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Or just get some dumbbells and lift it home. Do some push-ups, <laughs> for Christ's sake. Get a mirror. Yeah. Stay, stay really that much of a commitment. Guys all looking at themselves in the mirrors. I go stage four clinger. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. He goes at 5 a.m. See, there's your problem. Wow. You early morning people piss me off. Who the hell? I, I could never get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym. I'm up never. at 5 a.m., but I ain't going to the gym. Yeah. I, I mean, I find that to be just, I, I can't believe you're up that early. Yeah. I, I, no desire to get up that early. I, I rolled out of the coffin today, Harry, at a good 9.30. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. What are you, in high school? Yeah. Well, what, what time was I firing you those uh, texts last night for some things to talk about today? I don't know. They were late. They were? Oh, yeah. I th- let me look here. One forty-four a.m., Harry. Oh, okay. Well, my I'm phone was off. off. Which my brings me to our last off. topic. Did Thank you see God. the news, Harry, that our friend, friend of the show, Boosh, Boosh, Brian Boucher, has moved from ESPN to TNT. 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 Yes. Yeah, good for him. He is on the uh, top broadcast team. With mm-hmm. our other friend Kenny Albert, okay, and Edzo, kick the shit oh, out that's of it, Edzo. A, oh, that's a crew right there. That is, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good that's for him. The, yeah, I sent Bush a, a note yesterday uh, with the tweet that because Andrew Marsham first reported that Brian Boucher to TNT joining Kenny Albert and Eddie Olchek on the top broadcast team. The post has learned, and I texted him a tweet and just, a text and just said, "You're an animal." Congrats. <laughs> Good. That's awesome. Now, who replaces him at ESPN? Who knows? Hmm. They weren't using him properly, in my opinion, Harry. Yeah. Um, 
has have the Flyers named their crews for the upcoming season? They have not. Ah. We're getting close though. I, mean, I imagine that'll be coming at some point here relatively soon because I mean we're getting close to preseason games. Twenty hmm. fifth, I think it's like twenty some days away. Yeah, can you believe that? All right. Um, JB says uh, Mert's up at two a.m. watching hurricane coverage on the Weather Channel. My boy Jim Cantori. Yeah, I was up watching that this morning because we got you know, the hurricane at Dahlia here. Yeah, it came near my mom's place. I, I was watching that a little bit. Is your mom going to be affected down there where she's at? Uh, she actually uh, was unscathed. Good. Didn't lose power either. So, mm. yeah. They were talking like it was going to be some. In- oh, it is. Storm surge and everything. Yeah, it's a th- category three, four, four to a three, I think, once it hit land. But yeah, it's a big storm. Yeah. Um, last thing is uh, T-, T from the 203 says, who's going to replace Keith Jones on NBC Sports? Um, the NHL's not on NBC Sports anymore. They moved to TNT and ESPN. So Bush mm-hmm. is essentially replacing Jonesy at TNT. Yeah. So, um, All right. yeah, Doc Emmerich uh, uh, ladling the puck through the neutral zone, Harry. Those days are gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Tony <laughs> Bruno Earth Cam on Twitter was up and running. I, I knew he'd be d- doing his uh, his best weather channel stuff from his oh, place. Does he do that? Before. Oh, Yeah. Well, he's giving live reports. He reverts back to his old news days when stuff like this happens. Yeah, he's providing service. God damn! I we should have played some of that on the show. I know. Oh my god! I would love to hear him doing weather. Oh, see this boat wrecked him. Damn near killed him. (laughs) He'd be like, meanwhile, back at the ranch. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Is this crossover going to end soon? Yeah. I I hate to do it, Digger, but uh, yeah. I'm up, up against, against it. it. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck with 72. the book. <laughs> Episode 72 of the Odd G's Pod. We'll be back next week. Uh, Harry and I, everybody have a great week. Uh, and we will talk to you next time on episode 73 of the Odd G's Podcast. Have a great day. Everybody.